Hello again. As Tennyson said earlier, I'm the children's pastor here at Bridgeway Church, and I love what I do. Downstairs, we have a lot of fun on Sundays. I don't know what you guys are doing up here, but downstairs, we're having a blast. So um, we thought we would give you a little bit of taste of that this morning and bring a little of of our um, fun chaos upstairs. So um, we're going to start with listening to a story from the Bible, from the book of Matthew. We love every week getting to listen to stories from the Bible because they are not boring. They are very exciting. Now, just so that I can make sure I keep my straights up here, can I get all my people up front? If you're an elementary kid or maybe a preschooler and you're willing to just come sit right up here to help Miss Jessica not get too nervous, if you could just join me right on the floor down here, or maybe you're older and you just want to take a childlike posture this morning, feel free to do that as well. And I, I just want y'all because, you know, I... I need y'all. You think I'm down there because you need me? No, I need y'all. That's why they got brought you up here this morning. So I wouldn't forget what I was going to say. Okay. We're going to listen to a story. There's not going to be any pictures on the screen. There's not going to be anybody acting it out on the stage. We're going to listen. And while you listen, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to allow the creator of the universe to awaken your creativity this morning and, and bring to life the scripture that you're listening to. So everybody close your eyes. I can see you. I can see your eyes still open. Go ahead, close your eyes and let's listen together. Today's story is inspired by the gospel of Matthew. A few months before Jesus was born, another baby was born. He is known by many as John the Baptist. This wild man, John the Baptist, is known for all sorts of things. John dressed in a robe made from camel hair, tied at the waist by a leather strap. He was a picky eater, only munching on locust bugs and wild honey. People poured out of Jerusalem, Judea, and the countryside near the Jordan River to hear and see him in action. There at the river, those who came to confess their sins were baptized into a changed life. Soon, while he was baptizing people, the religious big shots, called the Pharisees and Sadducees, began showing up. Not because they understood or honored the baptism John was giving, but just because they heard it was the cool thing to do. John got angry at this and shouted, You tangled up pile of snakes! What do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? Do you think a little water on your snake skin is going to make any difference? It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't think you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as father. Descendants of Abraham are a dime a dozen. What counts is your life? Is it green and blossoming? Because if it's dead wood, it gets thrown in the bonfire. I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama, I don't even deserve to stand on stage with him, will ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything true in its proper place before God. Everything false, he'll put out with the trash to be burned. But then Jesus himself showed up. And get this, 
He wanted John to baptize him. I'm the one who needs to be baptized, not you. But Jesus insisted. Do it. God's work, putting things right all these centuries, is coming together right now in this baptism. So John did it. The moment Jesus came up out of the baptismal waters, the skies opened up and he saw God's Spirit, it looked like a dove, descending and landing on him, and along with the Spirit, a voice. This is my Son, chosen and marked by my love, the delight of my life. Much time passed, with many events taking place in both Jesus's and John's lives. As a matter of fact, the more passionate John got about spreading the news of Jesus, the more trouble he ended up getting in. Before he knew it, he found himself sitting in a dark, damp, yucky jail cell. While he was in jail, he got wind of all the amazing miracles Jesus was doing. He didn't see any miracles around him. All he saw was the mud and bugs that surrounded him in jail. This didn't look like the kingdom he expected. John began to wonder if Jesus really was the one he had been waiting on his whole life. Wasn't I standing there? And didn't I hear the voice saying, This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, the delight of my life. Is he the son of God or not? Instead of just sitting there, letting his wandering turn into doubts, John decided to send out two of his disciples to ask Jesus directly. They went and found Jesus. Are you the one we've been expecting, or are we still waiting? Jesus told them, Go back and tell John what's going on. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. The helpless and friendless of the earth learn that God is on their side. Don't get all offended if this isn't happening the way you imagine. Be blessed by believing the truth. Okay, so did everybody pay attention? Thank you. The other reason I had to bring you up here is because when I ask them questions, they don't answer me. Was everybody paying attention? Okay, let's do a little recap. Who are the two main characters in this story? Jesus and John. Now, when Jesus got baptized, who was standing there with him? John was standing right there beside Jesus. And when God spoke and said, this is my son... Was John still standing there? He was. John was still standing right beside Jesus. Because it said when he came up from the water, remember John was the one dunking him. When he came up from the water, that's when the spirit landed and the voice came down and said, this is my son. He was standing right there. But a lot of time passed, as our reader told us, and a lot of stuff started happening. John kept telling everybody about Jesus and it kept getting him in trouble. And the next thing he knew, he landed in jail. Have any of y'all been to jail before? No, let me just tell you about it. It's not a good place. As we heard, it was yucky. There was mud and bugs, which the good news is apparently John liked to eat bugs. So maybe that was going for him. So he was in jail and he started to wonder, are you sure that was Jesus? Are you sure that was the son? Because I'm looking around here and it's not looking too light and wonderful. It's looking pretty damp and dark and lonely. 
I've been telling everybody about this guy since I was born practically. And here I am, he finally came on the scene and I'm chilling in a jail cell. No, I don't know. This, this doesn't look like that truth. So this is what he did. He said, I got a choice because something that my father taught me, I have an amazing earthly father. I really love him a lot. He's incredibly wise. And one of the things that has stuck with me the most that he's ever taught me is, and I have tried to teach it to all of you down here. I make sure everyone knows there's only one person on this whole planet you can control. You. You can't control anybody else. There's only one person. John realized that. He said, hmm, I got a choice right now. It is my choice. I'm either going to keep looking around this dark cell and let these circumstances define my Jesus. Or I'm going to run to him. And if I can't run to him myself, I'm going to send somebody to run to him. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I'm going to let this drive me to Jesus, not away from Jesus. And so that's what happened. That's what it's like when we invite Jesus into our life. He wants to be our best friend. He wants to be our Lord. He wants to lead us. Not control us. He could have done that. But he doesn't want to control us. He wants to lead us. But sometimes we have this misperception. That means we don't really understand the truth. That if we invite him into our life, he should just make it all rainbows and butterflies. But guess what? That's not what his word says. I want to demonstrate for y'all this morning what it looks like to kind of journey through with Jesus and journey through without him. I'm going to invite some friends. Can you guys make a path? We're going to bring some of my friends up on stage. I need middle school, Sam Layton. Where are you at, Sam? Come on up. Sam is going to represent for us someone who's going through something in life, wondering Do I even really know Jesus? Do I even really want to know Jesus? Do I even know who I am? All right. Then we're going to have a college. TJ. TJ Longshore. TJ. He knows who he is. He found Jesus. He got, he became personal friends with Jesus. But now there's all kinds of things, all different directions to go on in life. All these people succeeding, going to be a missionary, going to be a billionaire. There's a million different directions and he wants to know where to go. Then we have our career. Graham McBride, where are you at? There we go. Graham is representing with his fan club is representing the career. Graduated from college, been working two years, paying my own bills. And um, there's a lot of good things coming. But what if I enjoyed them a little bit too long? Oh, I'm scared the other shoe's going to drop. Then we've got my personal favorite, basically me, a working mom, Donna Tinkham. You're a wife, you're a mom, you're a worship leader. You got a lot going on, doing a lot for a lot of people. And you're not sure if all those things are your identity. You're you're looking, wondering, what am I doing? And then we have one more, Miss Patty. 
Miss Patty. Come on up, Miss Patty. Guys, let's make some room for Miss Patty. She's going to come up right through here, okay? Here, make some room for her. Miss Patty, she is wise. She has been downstairs with us for two weeks now, helping out with children. And um, I already in just two weeks am fully aware of the wisdom that I need to get from this woman. She's done a lot. I can tell she's blessed a lot. But sometimes I wonder if she wonders, am I done? Have I, have I climaxed? Is this, is, this, is this what now I'm just supposed to like chill out in life? How can I even keep up? So now I need my, my superstar of the morning, Annalisa. Annalisa has volunteered to be our journey woman. Annalisa is young and fun and ready to conquer the world. She's got everything she needs and she's going to kind of go through these stations. And the first time, because she's so young and fun and hip and wonderful. And I mean, look how fit she is guys. Come on. And you can totally handle this. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and make your way through life. Hey, you, I want you to do five jumping jacks and 10 high knees twice. You look kind of decent, though. I know somebody can do that better than you. You look kind of silly while doing that. I wonder if your parents are seeing you do this. Are they proud of you? Why are you doing this? Run as fast as you can for 30 seconds. Wow, you're awesome. Maybe you should run over there. Maybe you should run over here. What are you even doing? Do you know who you are? Maybe you should run faster. Maybe you should run slower. You have all the time in the world, right? Here, enjoy this piece of candy. Wow, you're doing a really great job. You really are an adult now. Gosh, maybe you shouldn't enjoy that too much, though. Is that even Whole30? What if that job doesn't work out? Will you ever meet the right person to marry? How could you possibly enjoy that piece of candy when all your friends are going through tragedy? All right, I want you to balance this book on the top of your head while rubbing your stomach and hopping on one foot. You you can't do all this. This is way too much for you. Do you even have an identity anymore? Are you just simply defined by all the things that you balance for other people? Don't drop that book. You better not rub your stomach in the wrong direction. And don't forget to hop. You have to keep hopping. Go, go, go. Hold the warrior pose, yoga move. Is there any point to what you are doing? What is yoga? Isn't that the name of a bear? Does it even have purpose? Can it really make a difference? Do you even still have a purpose? Can you still even make a difference? Come on over here and join me. Now, you guys tell me, did that look fun? It looked funny, but did it look like fun for her? Tell us, how how did that feel? It was oftentimes confusing, hard, and I wasn't really sure what I was doing or what it was for. It lacked purpose, and it lacked really any intention at times. 
All right. Well, we're going to do the exact same thing again. But this time, I want to give you the opportunity to invite me along. And I'm going to represent the voice of Jesus if you choose that you want that. So how would you like to go through this time, with or without me? With you, absolutely. Okay, awesome. And since you've done that, I'm going to be right beside you. So at any point, while they're talking to you, all these inner voices... If you want, all you have to do is say Jesus and then turn towards me. And if you choose to do that, they have to actually be quiet. Okay? So that's, that's just the magic word, Jesus. But, but the important thing is you actually have to turn to me also. Okay? All right. So let's start back at the beginning. Hey, you. I want you to do five jumping jacks and ten high knees two times. Jesus. Okay, look. This is hard. Just do jumping jacks. Let's do them together. One. Yep, you got it. That's great. Look, I know who you are. Just keep your eyes on me. I've got plans to prosper you. I made you. You can do this. You're doing awesome. Let's go on to the next thing. Run as fast as you can for 30 seconds. Okay, wait. Come back here. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes. Okay, run in place. I know it's tempting to run all over the place, but if you'll just trust me and run right there in place, one step at a time, Like I said, I have good plans for you. I know this path. Come a little bit forward. And if you will follow me, even though it's hard, I promise you there's abundant life all the way through. Let's go to the next one. Enjoy this piece of candy. Wow, you're doing a really good job. You really are. Okay, so here's a blessing. I know there's a lot going on. Just take a break. And I want you to enjoy it. I enjoy you enjoying it. I love it. I like to dance over you and sing over you. You know what? It makes me so happy when you enjoy those. I actually want to give you more blessings. But you have to trust me. I know there's a lot of tragedy around you. But do not let that stop you from enjoying the blessing. Because you enjoying the blessing actually is a blessing to those around you that are making it through hard times. Let's go to the next one. Balance that book on your head while you rub your stomach and hop on one foot. Okay, let me take this for you. (laughs) Just hop on one foot. This book is still your responsibility, but I can hold it while you're hopping if we do this together. Now stop hopping. Rub your tummy. You know what? I'm going to hop for you. Okay? We're going to do this together. And let me tell you, I see you. I know exactly who you are. I've created you for this. And I've been filling you up your whole journey to be able to pour out in this moment without getting empty. Amen. Let's go to the next one. Hold the warrior yoga pose. Look, Jesus. it goes just like this. <laughs> and stand like this. And let me tell you, when you were balancing the book before, that was actually helping you be able to do this now. And remember how I said plans I had to prosper you? Guess what? There's plans to prosper you that way too. This is just helping you get more strength for that. Let's come back over here. Now, did that look a little bit better? Okay. Tell us, how was that time versus the first time? I wasn't as perplexed because I had Jesus journeying with me, giving me clarity and giving me peace. All right. Did you even have a little fun? I did. A long yeah. way. I sure it was did. still kind of hard though, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much. You can all exit right off that way and take a seat. <laughs> guys, y'all can stay, 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 stay. I need you. Don't leave me, Isaac. I still need you. Okay. Here's the thing. 
When we journey through life, we have the choice. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I never left the stage. I was with her the first time. She just never looked at me and she didn't invite me. And then the other thing, the second thing is the second time through when she said, Jesus, she had to still turn and look towards me. She had to posture herself and then listen to my voice over those other voices. But in the whole thing, she always had a choice because there's only one person on this whole planet you can control. And that person is you. Now, you're thinking in your head, you don't know the trials I've been through. Or no, sometimes I can't make a choice. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would beg to differ. That's another story in the Bible that I love. That the king said, everyone will bow down to this idol or you will go in the furnace. That is a giant fire in a room with a door that you can't get out of. And you know what they said? Throw us in the furnace then. There was nothing he could do to make them bow. And when he got in the furnace, guess who was there? Jesus. Look at all these smart people down here. They are cute and smart. That's why I like them so much. We have a choice. But a lot of times what we choose, we choose to make our emotions the royalty in our life. And we bow down to those emotions. But there's only one true king that we have to bow down to. And his name is Jesus. Those emotions are still there. But we don't have to bow down to them. We bow down to Jesus. And when we do, he journeys with us. See, we want to say, well, if I invite Jesus, then I shouldn't have to do all that stuff. I shouldn't have to go through trials. John 16, 33 begs to differ. Let's read that verse together. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. What will you have? Peace. Peace. Where will that peace be? In Jesus. In this world, you will have trouble. You will have rainbows and butterflies. You will have what? troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. He's not promising to get rid of your journey. He's promising to lead you on your journey. And he's promising you that when your emotions are trying to be your Lord, he's promising you to real quick put them in their place. He's not saying you can't have emotions. He's saying they have a place and that is on the feet of Jesus. And that's what the invitation of putting Jesus right up close and center in your life is. John the Baptist realized this when he was sitting in that jail cell. He said, I can either look around and seek my circumstances or I can look out and seek first the kingdom of God. And that's what the invitation is. That we would seek first the kingdom of God. That we would choose. In those moments when life is coming at us, when emotions are coming at us, when reality of this world is coming at us, that we will rise up and seek 
first are Jesus. What are you hungry for? Because it should be Jesus. That's the only one who can help you rise up out of those circumstances and journey through with purpose and peace and identity only comes through him. And that's what we learned this morning from John the Baptist. Now, we don't want you to go home empty-handed and forget about all these wonderful things this morning. Plus, we all really like gifts, don't we? Everybody loves a gift. So this morning, we're going to invite you to take home with you a magnet. When you leave, the ushers have one magnet for every household. And on that magnet, there's an arrow pointing straight up. And it says Matthew 6, 33. Because we love the word of God so much, let's read that one together as well. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first. What does first mean? First. Does that mean like third? Are you sure? Okay, first. Okay, first. Okay. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We're going to take these magnets home and we're going to put them on our refrigerator because everybody goes to the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like that is the one room that everybody goes to. We're going to put them on our refrigerators. And here's the thing. It's the little things that I want you to practice all week pointing you to Jesus. It's when you're studying for that test and it just seems like too many spelling words. Or when Monday's coming once again and you're just like, I just don't know if I can do it again. It's on Thursday when you realize you're leaving town tomorrow and you haven't even started packing and you don't even really want to go see your grandparents, but you got to go and you're going to miss that birthday party. And what about that person you're disappointing that they're not going to the baby shower? And oh my goodness, all these little moments, I want you to look at that magnet and seek first your king. Don't seek first how you feel about it because emotions lie to you. But your king will never lie to you. He will come down and he will get right there with you in the middle of it. And he'll say, I see what you're going through. I see it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go before you. I know it doesn't make any sense. But here's the good news. If you just stay right here behind me, it doesn't need to make sense. Because I'm going to protect you. We're going to do it in all the little things. Because when we do it in all the little things, when we let the little things point us to Jesus, then one day when something big comes, wham, you know exactly what to do. There's a movie called Karate Kid. Raise your hand if you have not seen Karate Kid. Okay, I will talk to your parents about this. I'm very sorry. I will, I will make sure to be calling on them this week. But in Karate Kid, there's a kid and he wants to be the best Karate Kid. And he goes to see the best Karate Man in the whole world. And you know what he does? He doesn't give him a piece of wood and tell him how to chop it in half. He gives him a car and a rag and he says, wash my car. And he has to go like this. And he goes, this is really dumb and I'm not doing it. And Miyagi says, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And then one day, many more days later, he goes, this little karate kid, and he's in front of this big, bad, burly, really, really scary guy. 
And when he comes to swing at him, this karate kid, he's like, bam, wham, zoom, knock, and he just knocks him out. Just like that. And you know why he was so quickly able to go like that? Because he was washing that car. So this week, don't wait for the big tragedy. Let's just, when we get home from work or school or sitting at Starbucks all day long, let's just get home and look at our magnet. And let's process with Jesus this week. All right, that is the invitation. Let's let everything point us to Jesus. Father, thank you. You are the king of the universe and the father of every single one of us. Jesus, thank you that you got off your throne, came down to earth because you so badly wanted to be best friends with us. And when you couldn't be everywhere at all time, you, you let, made a way for Holy Spirit to come and live within us so that we have the power and the authority every second of every day to silence every other idol, every other God. Whether it be a tangible idol or our emotions, we have the authority to silence them. And all we have to do is turn towards you and say, Jesus, what a beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Help us this week, Holy Spirit. Draw us in and draw our eyes up in every circumstance. Amen. Thank you guys so much. And we hope you have a great rest of your morning.